This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number 12, Rewriting Your Story. This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast this week. I am recording this podcast in my hotel room in Kansas City, and I'm not going to tell you how late it is on the night that I'm recording this because maybe it's not night anymore, actually. Maybe I'll say that. Anyway, I just thought I would take this opportunity when I have a quiet room to be able to record the podcast and get it done so that I can edit it a little bit more and just kind of get ahead of myself a little bit. I've been running a little bit behind lately in my schedules and I've been feeling a little bit rushed. So I've been trying to use some time to catch up. Just a couple of things. Have you gone and written a review for the podcast? When you do that, it gets promoted more and so more people can find it. And last week I talked about writing a review and I thought I didn't have any reviews and then I went and looked and lo and behold I do have a review from Breezy4. So whoever Breezy4 is, high five, fist bump, you're the best. Thank you so much for writing a review. It really means a lot to me and I just want to be able to have this so that it can get out to more people and help more people in their lives. So hop on over to iTunes and write a quick review. Doesn't have to be long, just something short and sweet. All right, let's jump into the podcast for today. I am excited about this one. It's a little bit different of a style than I usually do, so I'm I'm excited to see how you all like it. So this week I am going to be talking to you about rewriting your story. So a few weeks ago, I traveled with some friends to the Pacific Northwest for a girl's trip to Portland, Oregon, and all of you were able to hear those girls on my podcast for episode 10. And so while we were there, we visited the famous bookstore Powell's Books, which according to its website, is the world's largest independent bookstore. We only scratched the surface of that bookstore while we were there, and I didn't buy anything because I had no room in my suitcase as it was, so adding books was not an option. But I did add candy. I guess that tells you where my priorities are. (laughs) But the books at Powell's Books are located in a building with more than three floors of nine color-coded sections. Over one million books lined the walls. A visitor who visits Powell's books could spend years trying to get through them all, a true reader's paradise. My friends and I commented not only on the sheer number of books that were there, but that there could be so much to be written about in the first place. I seriously came away wondering how I could ever write a book. How could I come up with a new perspective that had never been thought of before? Have any of you ever thought that? There's just so much out there. But here's the truth. 
The truth is, we are all authors, at least in regards to the story of our individual lives. We don't always get to choose the plot, its unexpected twists, or the happy and sad moments, but we always get to choose how to write about these moments in our own personal stories. What kind of story are you writing about your life? Is it an intense drama, a crushing romance, or heaven forbid, perhaps a horror novel? Maybe it's just a boring, humdrum sleeper of a book. Depending on the day, I am sure your life could be a compilation of many different types of stories. I know that mine certainly is. So let's talk about the intense drama novel I sometimes write about my life. I hate to admit it, but sometimes I look at the negative in those around me. Sometimes I take what someone else says or does towards me and dissect it over and over in my head, trying to come up with some justification as to why they would do or say such things. Sometimes I'm sure that they are wrong in their way of thinking, and I am correct. This unfortunate novel can go on one of two ways. I can either think I am surrounded by a bunch of idiots who don't know anything, or I am the idiot. I don't want any of these narratives for my life story, and I'm sure you do not either. Now let's turn to the juicy romance novel. What girl doesn't want to find a Prince Charming who will whisk her away from her current state of misery and provide her a lifetime of unending happiness? But the story isn't so wonderful when the happy couple inevitably meets a wicked witch named Reality, who shows them that no one is ever truly happy all the time. The girl waits and waits for her prince to figure out why she isn't happy, and then gets mad at him for being too dense to figure it out. She waits for a fairy godmother to float down and give her permission to follow her dreams, make goals, be who she wants to be, or even just to get a sitter to get her nails done once in a while. She waits for the happily ever after that never seems to come. I don't understand it myself, but horror is some people's favorite genre to read. I don't know about you, but I don't need anything else to keep me up at night. My kids seem to do a great job of that already. With every horror novel, there is a victim. At least one, a supposed innocent person who is abused and treated unfairly by everyone they meet. The victim has no voice or control over any situation and is subject to the perpetrator's actions without being able to act or think for herself. A good horror novel either makes sure the bad guy finally gets it in the end or elusively lingers, leaving the reader afraid and uncertain. Sometimes my life story is just so dull that I would never pick it up at a bookstore or check it out at the library. If I was to write a story about today, it would feature the excitement of matching a hamper full of socks, the adventure of scrubbing baked cheese off a pan, and the suspense of trying to answer 20 emails before nap time ends. No one wants to read that. It is too tiring to even relive in my journal. I am falling asleep just from the boredom of telling you about it right now. Here's the good news about any book. It can be rewritten. An author can pick up a book they have created and change it completely. It's called editing. 
the same is true for our lives. We can go back and edit any story about an event in our lives and choose how we will perceive it. We humans love drama, but in my personal story, I want to limit the drama to happy, sometimes unexpected events like when Dr. Tilton receives a promotion at work or winning the lottery. What if we believed that no one was negative, that no one could be annoying? What if we could grab every potentially damaging action or word, look at them, see if there was any real truth we can adopt to improve our lives, and then just throw the rest away? Or perhaps we could never grab them at all, but just let them slip away to a great void. We all want romance in our story, but true happy endings come when we realize that we each are in charge of our own happiness. The addition of a significant other in life is an amazing bonus, but not the solution to a miserable situation. Think of the confidence and fulfillment we would have in our lives if we made sure we were whole before Prince Charming ever entered the picture. Now that would be an amazing love story, and it starts with loving ourselves. Happily ever after really only comes when two people are whole and happy as individuals and then share that happiness and love with one another. That kind of happy ending requires a lot of daily effort, charity, repentance, forgiveness, and certainly a good sense of humor. We have all played the victim at some point. We love to have someone to blame for how we feel. It's not fun to take responsibility for the emotions we have and the actions we take based on those emotions, but being a victim is miserable. No one enthusiastically raises their hand to take on the victim role, but in our heads, we do. Let's stop being victims and own our emotions. Let's stop blaming others for how we feel and get on with life. Making the switch from victim to hero gives us a whole new perspective, and we will discover things in ourselves we never have seen before. Now, we don't want to be boring people or have a boring story. The real question is, do you really find yourself boring? Really? We are the heroes in our life story, and this is the great news. We have complete control over how humdrum our lives are or how amazing they are. I have a friend who told me she never thinks of household chores as drudgery. She is grateful for the blessings she has to be able to take care of her family's physical needs. By rewriting this part of her story, that quote-unquote boring part of her day doing laundry just became a selfless act of service that inspires her and others. We are more than the sum total of the tasks that we accomplish in a day. We have thoughts, ideas, feelings, goals, and emotions that we can share with our families and with the world. No one other than you is in charge of making your life exciting and unbelievable. Now let's get off the couch, stop watching Ellen and her amazing life, and go make our own lives amazing. Far too often, we think the way our life story will be written is out of our control. But I'm here to tell you it is totally within your control to make your life whatever you want it to be. Don't let the stories you've told yourself for years about your past 
dictate your future. If you've gotten into a pattern of looking at your past in an unproductive way, in a way that you are letting control you now, step back, figuratively walk 50 paces to the right and look at your life from a different vantage point. Rewrite the old stories and try a fresh spin on the new ones. Try to see your life with eyes that are full of meaning, purpose, hope, and happiness. It will change your life. I promise. So there you go, friends. That is your little bit of wisdom for the week. It is what I hope will help make your life more beautiful than it is right now, even though your life is extremely beautiful the way that it is. But I want you to take it from where it is now to a whole new level of beauty. And one of the ways that you can do that is by rewriting your past to serve you better. You don't have to have it written so that it's not serving you, so that it's causing you constant pain and discouragement and frustration. Rewrite it in a good way, in a way that helps you move forward into your future, that gives you hope, happiness, and love. Love especially for yourself. All right, I hope you have a great week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.